Blog Talk Radio.
So it's nothing new to what I'm telling you. So anyone that fails to understand the issue of land and its vitality to, the, to a people's economic upliftment is being deliberately ignorant or purposely trying to deceive you or trying to let you pull a wool over your eyes and tell you, oh, land is not important. That's not, that's not important. Uh, Agrarian land reform, is, that's not the issue of that's, um, facing the, uh, the Belizean you know the poor working class majority in Belize. You know the, you know the the, the landless. That's not the issue. Though they need to have, um, they need to have uh, get a business and build up. Well, how can you build anything if you don't have a foundation to build on? How can you expect to go anywhere if you don't have if you don't have a um, foundation to to leapfrog you towards that end uh, vision that you have for yourself and that vision. And that end starts with owning land or property there, you know, as it were. Ergo, if you don't, you know, if you don't have any, if you don't have the ability to acquire such land, which is real property, then you, you know, you are basically an immigrant in your own country or a second-class citizen in your own country. Now, the Mennonites, and I again, I'm not knocking the Mennonites. I'm just showing you the trajectory of how we do business in Belize and how you know others get a hand up. The Mennonites came in; they were given land and logistical support. They succeeded. Thank God for that. The uh, other Central American refugees came in; they were given land and logistical support. Thank God for that. You know, um, and these people didn't necessarily bring, you know. The Mennonites, because of their dependency on agriculture as an economic uh, engine to drive the success, but you know it's not like these people came here with any um, huge, you know, any huge um, uh, thing to, uh, to 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 give to the country. But they brought with them the word ethic, which is you know we welcome that. But the point I'm making is that they were all giving an opportunity to acquire land. They were, always, they were all given an opportunity and logic support to, to be successful. Why is it then that when the poor working class majority of our country in Belize gets so agitated for land reform and demand that we get an opportunity to own land, we're told that we're being racist. We're branded as idealists with a dream, nothing more. Oh, you guys just don't understand. You, know, you don't do that. But yet and still, we look all around us and... That's what we see. We see others coming, other immigrants and other peoples coming to the country and just seemingly at will acquire land. And that seems to be an issue. We are immigrants in our own homeland. A landless, poor working class people. That's what we are. In my study of revolutionary struggle, land acquisition and its resources has been at the heart of their liberation struggle. Any revolutionary will tell you, Jomo Kenyatta, Kwame Nkrumah, any of the contemporaries, Lumumba, Fidel Castro, Maris Bishop, they will tell you it start and end with the acquisition of land for the landless. They massacred hundreds of thousands of campesinos in Guatemala, Mayan indigenous people. Why? Because these people dare to demand 
that they have arable land that they can build a future on. So don't tell me anything that um that um oh that land is you know that if we don't get land we don't have to worry about it. It's not something for you to just relegate it to the background. No, I don't want to hear that. With this Mayan brothers down south, as they struggle to hold on to their ancestral lands that they want in court. Look at the international forces aligned against them, such as U.S. Capital Oil, trying to trying to drag them into court and let them lose it. And we have our government, past and present, who continue to to uphold that, and make it so that you know that it's hard to get land. Trying to rob them of the ancestral lands. For those reasons alone, we have to unite as a people to agitate for agrarian land reform. The organization that I belong to, brother, we have been saying this for decades. It's not nothing new. From in the 80s, I can recall. Belize Rural Development of, of Agriculture Through Alliance. That's what we said. Land had to be at the, the, the epitome, the forefront, the foundation, the bedrock of any people's struggle. Land rights is not a, it, a national issue. And as such, it should transcend what are we going to talk about? Big Year, the Garifuna struggle. The Creole, Mayan, or Mestizos all struggling for land, to, for the acquisition of land in Belize. It should be a national issue. It should be national unit, united front when we promote ourselves towards the acquisition of land. Because it's not just about, oh, it's just the Mayas over there by themselves. Oh, it's the Garifuna over there by themselves. Oh, it's the Creole over there. We're all in the same boat, victimized by land laws that are oppressive, that are meant to keep us down as a people. Because you can't have the ability to own and acquire land as a means to our economic empowerment and upliftment. And therein, my friends, is an issue that we have to confront as a people, not as a race, right, ethnicity, as a people. Okay, now... You know, one, another thing that makes it difficult for us to, you know, look at this is that, and I want to tie this into the Mayan, I mean, I want to tie this into the Guatemalan struggle. Belize land mass is 8,864 square miles. Okay? And of that 8,864 square miles, we said that this is our sovereign land, internationally recognized borders, but yet and still we are willing to barter we're willing to to put that at risk. It's bad enough that we, you know that, that, that you know that the people the, the, the people itself in the country have a problem. Everybody can come claim land. Guatemala can say, "Oh, I want a piece of this," you know, and you know, I want a piece of this. I want a piece of that. Oh, give me a piece of this sea. Give me a piece of that. I went down south. I fight. We have this lackadaisical, almost fatalistic view when it comes to our our land that we that you know that we have in that country. I'm talking about as a, as a people, as a government. Eight thousand eight hundred and sixty four square miles. I went down south it up the mouth of the Sarstoon River. I saw it firsthand. How the Guatemalan campesinos and I like everything against them but at will, no one to stop them. Sapadilla and Ranguana key, nobody to stop them. Just spoke to Wilma here last night. Say, man, remember the thing you saw the last time? He said, boy, I got back there again, and it's still, it's even worse. Nobody to stop them. 
but yet and still you want look at and look at the ruling of the Chile versus on Peru. Somebody always gets something. Somebody says, okay, you know to get the land, but you don't get the sea. You don't get the sea, but you don't get part of this. They always the International Court of Justice. No one can tell me. I don't care what you tell me about no. Oh, what they're gonna do? You know, based on the law of the sea and whatever. At the end of the day, when all is said and done. At the end of the day, when all is said and done. You will find that it is what we are doing as a nation, why people keep on trying to push us around. Okay, we are a divided, fragmented group of people without a national identity who are willing, and we have these career-minded, corrupt, liar politicians who are willing to sell your country down the road for a few dollars more. They don't think about the legacy they're saving for their kids. They don't think about the, you know. And we've been pressured. Go to court. Go to this court to decide your, the future of your country. Go to this court to decide your borders. Yet they still, and this is where they speak about from both sides of the mouth. On one side, they say, okay, we have internationally recognized borders. But on the other side, it says, we'll go to our court to decide because Guatemala, see through her point of view, she has a claim. But still, you tell me it's an unjust claim. It's this kind of convoluted approach. And they want us to, to, to follow. You know, and you know, I mean, look, I want to tie this in because I'm telling you, when you talk about land, you have to see how it plays into the Belizean psyche. Okay, you have to decide how you, you know, it plays into the, to, to the Belizean psyche and how it, you know, it affects us as a people. You know, you ever try to go down to the land department in Belize? Good luck with that. You have to go to a minister. I mean, look at, look at the ludicrous behind this whole thing. Begging with your hat in your hand. It's a piece of land in your own, you know, in your own, in your own, um, in your own country. Just think about that. Begging to a man to buy you a piece of land. Well, if I vote for me, I give you a piece, but, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, this is the kind of rubbish that we have to... Look for it, for it to, you know, um, in that country. And you know, um, one of the problems that we have in Belize is that, you know, the overwhelming majority of our, of our supporters, we have two parties, two dominant parties, PUP or UDP. And without more often than not, without even giving any thought to the difference between the two, it's not based on any clairvoyant position or any enlightened position where you support them. You know. Um, it's not based on national on the national sovereignty of the nation. It's not based on any independent national analysis, rational analysis of why I support them. It's not, it's not based on the on on the policies that they're promoting. No. We haven't developed any challenge to that kind of orthodoxy. The political parties, traditional allies, we continue continue to support without question. Listen to the discourse today. It's eerily similar to the discourse eight years ago. It's almost like the narrative is a carbon copy of what we were hearing eight years ago. It's a vicious cycle of insanity. Somehow, we believe that if we throw, throw out one set of rascals for this new set of rascals, everything will be fine. My God. How would we learn as a people what we're up against? How would we see? It's almost like I'm listening. I said, I cannot be part of that debate. I cannot be part of anything that, that, that I'm an educated person, and I cannot be part of anything that, 
that deforms my, my scholarship, that makes me think that I have to tap into that same narrow trajectory, that same narrow analysis of how you could develop beliefs. Either it's based on a, a trajectory of blue or red, anything outside of that, you know, no, you're not making any sense. No, I, I cannot be part and parcel of that. I'm sorry. And when I go to these blogs and I look and I see and I say to myself, my God, we have not, we have not grown, grown as a people. And Dr. Ivan Van Sertima, the same anthropologist, um, once said to, to us in a lecture, he says it's almost like the colonialism, our imagination is captured by it. We, we, you know, we, we have bought into the propaganda that, that is either PUP or UDP, or otherwise beliefs cannot develop. Even though we have, in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary, to shatter those assumptions a million times, we continue. And we talk about educated people from UWI, from Cambridge, Harvard, Yale, who goes back home to live, and they just buy into that same old myopic thinking about that's the only way to develop a country. Well, you know what? I'm not going to be part and parcel of it. I refuse to be pigeonholed like that. I will criticize equal opportunity on both sides because I don't support party. I don't support personality. I support public policy that is rational, thoughtful, and is Advance for the greatest good for the greatest number. That's my. That's how I roll. You can you can latch on to your PUP. You can latch on to your UDP. You can latch on to what. But if you don't, if you do not come on a nationalist platform that says this is what I'm doing in education, affordable housing, uh, adequate health care, you know, uh, build, building a good infrastructure that will benefit all of the least, then you don't have my support. If you come to me in a narrow-minded thing about PUP, this and UDP, you have already lost me. Come to me on a nationalist platform that's good for all Belizeans, regardless of your color, regardless of your ethnicity. That's the policy that I that and platform that I want you to bring. Otherwise, if you bring anything else to me, you have lost me from from day one. If you continue to think within that same lethargic, myopic thinking, even though you have overwhelming evidence. Um, you know, then you know something is wrong. But again, today I have two dynamic guests. Hopefully that we can work. We have worked out all the technical difficulties and be able to join us. Um, um, I have who will be joining me. Um, Nigel Patillo, a young brother from Belize, from Bamapan, Belize, Belize. A brother who understands what I'm saying. A brother who understands the struggle for the people. A young brother who has seen the light, who have decided, you know what? That I'm going to rise above the foolishness of PUP, UDP, and look at a national issue as land for all my peoples. Not just, you know, God up within, we're going to beg one politician, hat in a hand, for one signature upon a piece so he could get a piece of land. But when, then he just give it to his cronies and his family and whatever, and you get caught out, in, left out in the cold, and you wonder why the country can't develop, and you wonder why the country is in the condition it is right now. Look no further than in the mirror, or look, at, look around you and see what's happening. This young brother, another brother who will be joining me will be Brother Leo Sanchez from PG, teacher at the community college. But this young brother from I know him, dynamic. 
he he has rightly, rightly so, put the two and two together that agriculture and land. Him and Brother Patil, that's why I brought them on together. Two young Afro-Belizean brothers who have seen the light that agriculture and land are synonymous to national development, synonymous to national empowerment, synonymous to the upliftment of a people. They have put that together. They have, they have, they have seen the light of the viability of having the ownership of land, real property, to help a people develop. Okay, brother Leo, you know he, he you know he, he's a, this brother is a cattle farmer. I mean, young brother, he's the president of that association, and he has tried, traveled extensively over the world. You know, so he understands. He's been to five cities in mainland China on behalf of Belize, negotiating and discussing for Belizean rights abroad. Better than any ambassador that I know. Better than, I haven't heard any ambassador going to China. And last time I heard it, all the ambassadors go to China begging or, or selling out the birthright of the country for a passport or whatever, or go to Taiwan. This young brother been there negotiating for agriculture and, 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 and livestock. Things that you're supposed to do to try to build up your, com- your country, your economy, not to go there hands in a hat to give one man a jail on passport or whatever it is you do, and you call yourself a nationalist, you ought to be, you ought to be flogged for, for, such, for such a thing. Anyway, um, so Brother Leo is on, and I'm not, I, I think that also um, Nigel is there, but Brother Leo, are you there? Brother Leo? I'm here. I'm here. Okay, are you good, good, brother. You what? Yeah, I can hear you very well, brother. Brother Nigel, are you there? Okay, brother Nigel is um. Okay, brother Nigel might, might be studying uh, me. Um. Okay, well let's let's talk to brother brother uh, Leo, and then you know as soon as brother Nigel um, you know work out his little technical difficulty, we'll be able to um, we'll be able yeah. to uh, bring him in. So my brother. Um, so we don't have Nigel yet, but we have Brother Leo Leonidas Sanchez from PG, the head of the uh, the livestock the, the, the livestock association down south. He's also um, um, this brother is a very dynamic brother. I've known this brother for years, and a lot of respect for him. You know, he's an educator as well, father. You know, you know, husband. You know, he's an excellent example for human conduct. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing fine, thank you, my brother. Yeah, um, greetings to your listening audience. Speak up a little, speak up a little brother Leo. Greetings to your listening audience at home and abroad. I would like to dedicate my presentation this afternoon to the ever-resilient people of the Total District in honor of four men that I respect highly. First, in no order of significance, Mr. Gadsman Ellis, a pioneer in agriculture and was instrumental in the formation of the Belize College of Agriculture at Central Farm. The second person is the Honorable Russell Chister Garcia, who in his agriculture minister initiated Baja, Belize Agriculture Health Authority to ensure that Belize's produce could have 
meet the quality and standards of the international trade. And third, Jaime Nicolas Nogueira, the sugar, hello. Yeah, go ahead, Barley, are we hearing you? Yes. The sugar guru of the north, the Corozal district and the Orindrak district, who revolutionized the sugar industry. And uh, last but certainly not the least, Mr. Peter Sanchez, my father, who is responsible for my unique instinct in working the land and creating the sustenance for human development. All right, very good. Uh, Brother Nigel, are you there? In oh, sorry, Brother Lee. Go ahead, Brother Lee. My, my apologies. Yeah, in I, their, I saw that Brother Nigel was live. In their names, since they have all departed from us and are now our ancestors, I salute you, the listening audience, in peace and harmony. I come to you, the listening audience at home and abroad, in the spirit of peace and harmony this afternoon, to discuss, to have a healthy discussion in respect to agriculture and land development in Belize. And I will be focusing on the Toledo District and Southern Belize. Thank you, Brother Hubert. Thank you, Brother Brother Leo. Oh, Brother Nigel, are you there? Brother Nigel. Brother Nigel, to you. Okay, we seem to be having issue with um with his Skype thing because we lost him. But Brother Leo, let, let, okay, exactly what is it? What exactly is it that you um you know you're doing down south um, to 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 bring the awareness of agricultural development and land acquisition as a means to um as a means of for people to for economic empowerment uh well in the first instance in my capacity as the chairman of the Toledo Life Coalition, um I have a I have a direct impact with my association, this new association in respect to the motivation, bringing the motivation to our farmers and landowners and to see how we can take livestock development to a new level in the Toledo region a whole, the entire country. Um, what we do is to promote small dominant rearing, namely goats, sheep, uh, chickens, ducks, dairy cattle, as well as beef cattle. In respect of the raising of beef type cattle, we cover 30 or so villages and over 100 producers. So it's a huge mandate, a district of 1,704 square miles. Um, the northern part of the Tali district all the way to the SARS school, we need to travel to ensure that the farmers are doing the proper extension work in respect to livestock development. Uh, we in the district, we have completed the sweep of December 31st, 
And uh, we have seen over 3,500 heads of cattle have been tested for brucellosis, uh, tuberculosis, and mad cow. And uh, we are now at the second phase coming up. Since the over 7,000 plus cattle in the Toledo district have not, the total amount, which is 7,000, and the balance of which have not been tested as yet. And so in the second phase of this testing, we should see this come to fruition. So again, from a livestock perspective, um, we are moving diligently to ensure that there is a legal process for the ex exportation of our livestock, mainly beef cattle, to uh, Guatemala, to Honduras, to Mexico, the United States, the Caribbean for that matter. So we are ensuring that the small farmer could participate in this meaningful trade. Mm -hmm. That's yes. one aspect that we are pushing on. Okay. Um, no. All right. Let me let me introduce Nigel. Nigel Petit, are you there? Yes. Good day, brothers. Very good. Very good. Very good. I'm very happy. Thank God, everything went good. Nigel, I I, I know you that you were having a little problem uh, signing in here, you know. But thank God you're in. Um. So if anybody who don't know about Nigel, he's the brother who is um, involved with Big Air, you know, uh, down mile forty one on the. Uh, um, on the highway there, the, 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 that's no the uh, George Price Highway. Is, it, is that correct? Um, that's right. In any, in any event, um, this young brother has been in the struggle of land acquisition, particularly for 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 Belizeans, and it, and it's not having to do with race, because he will tell you in a minute that he's trying to. This is for all of us, you know, whether it's uh, whether you're Maya, or Mestizo, Garifuna, Creole, land acquisition. We're all in the same boat, and land acquisition is a problem. So Nigel Patil has rightly, you know saw that this is a, something that we must fight, that we must agitate for, and he has been on the forefront of, for, you know, on, and he can tell you stories about the frustration it is to try to acquire land. Brother Lee was just telling us what he's doing down south to try to promote the development of our of, 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 um, of people, uh, our, our nation. And that's why these two young brothers that I have with me today are so dynamic. They're not here pushing no ideology of a party or no ideology of, 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 of you know, blue or red. Or They're talking about national issues. No politician can even come on here and discuss with us. So what are you doing to try to promote the, you know, the, uh, the, the economic empowerment of your people or the economic, the economic upliftment of your people? These two young brothers can tell you specifically what they're doing and what their vision is. So, Brother, 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 brother Nigel Petillo, explain to, the, to your audience, in the diaspora and all over the world, what exactly is it that, that began, um, how did began get started? First of, all, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me. Um, uh, thanks and respect to the, the listeners out there. Um, as Belizeans, we I believe that we, we should be uh, accessible to our resources. Um, land is one of the main resources, and with land, we could all develop and grow. In, in our country, the grassroots people, on the other hand, haven't been able to tap into resources such as land, uh, education, um, jobs, scholarships, etc., that, that could actually impact and, and help our development, our growth. We see people coming into this country, whether it be immigrants who are our neighbors from Honduras, Guatemala, Salvador, they come into this country, work as a people, 
uh, identify land, settle on those land, uh, uh, and in a few months later, uh, years later on, they are facilitated by our politicians, our leaders, to, to vote and become belligerent and end up with those resources, those land. We also see the foreigners who come in with what I call briefcase power. They come in with money, they go and they lobby with our, our leaders, and before you know it, thousands of acres are being issued out to those individuals. But what about us, the grassroots people, who have to go in a line back and forth to meet our ministers, our leaders, and lobby for land, and over and over we're being turned up, um, being told that there's no land, we have no land at the moment, this and that. And so the frustration where the, not, the, the normal Belizean would go through the grassroots man, um, that's the way we live, that's the way we understand. And we were able to share that and spread that in creating an awareness and having our brothers and sisters realizing that, hey, we need to try to get a piece of land now, or else before you know it, our kids, our children, children won't be able to get land in this country. And hence the reason we decided to come together as a people, form our organization by the name of Big Year for short, Belize Grassroots Youth Empowerment Association, where we believe that coming together as a people, our cries, our our our, our wills or wants or demands could be met, could be heard by the, by the authorities, the powers that be. And so far, the government has been um, listening. I, I, want, I don't want to say working with us because for some reason they, they don't appreciate such a movement. They, they believe this movement threatens and undermines the very way that they have been mismanaging our resources. So Big Air is all about championing the rights of the grassroots Belizean and ensuring that the land works for us. We see people coming into this country, and the land works for them. Uh, very good, brother Leo. Um, you, I know you've, hear, you've heard um, what you know, brother Nigel is saying. You know, you, you're dung so You have traveled extensively. When you travel, like say to China, what exactly is it that you are? You know, what what exactly? What are some of the uh, negotiations, things that you're negotiating for, in, with you know, to, to help develop our country as it relates to? You know, you know whether it's whether it's in the area of livestock. You know that you. I know you're heavily as a, as a farmer. What exactly is it that you that you? What do you promote or you 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 bargain with these people when you go abroad? Yeah. In in respect to going to mainland China in 2001, Dr. Randa and I we traveled in our in my I, my capacity was uh, the public relations person for the World Earth Organization and he was leader of that organization at the time. We went there specifically to look at um, a people-to-people relationship, the people mainly with the Chinese people, to look at a particular project that we wanted to undertake in the building of a Gerfna cultural park. And uh, this would be all-encompassing in the life uh, struggle, the wherewithal of the people that would have been in Zangria. And we did get the support of the government and the people of China at the time. And uh, sad to say that when we returned back, the government Uh, so that uh, yeah, Leo seems to be having a um 
not a too good connection there. But again, um, like I said, uh, he this brother is all the way deep down south in PG to be exact. So uh, that's to be expected. So you know, please be, please be um, patient. Um, um, so he probably will, you know, uh, he got cut off. So he probably will more likely drive, uh, call back in. But brother, brother Nigel Patillo, I know you were you were on, right? You coming last year about my pan, correct? Um, so specifically, what are some of the uh, Give us an example of when you said that, you know, the frustration that you've seen, you know, to, that led, that drove you to start um, this um, this organization. What were, what was the impetus for that? What, what specifically occurred that galvanized you to, to action? <laughs> um, from the age of 18, 19, I've been going back and forth to the land department trying to get me a piece of land. Uh, in 1998, I was issued a piece of land just out in the outskirts of Bemopan, in the Bemopan era, um, through the government by me going back and forth, back and forth. Just to, later on, about six months, eight months later on, there was a recall of those land, and we were asked to bring in those back those land where we would be, we would be reallocated. I was reallocated, and reallocated to a worse part, man, a swamp area. So I had to let the land pass for a while because I can't do nothing in the land. It's hard to make access to the land. Now, here I got no road. It's swampy. It's, it's very far. I had to wait and really hope that the minister still gets to it. Um, no. I went back to the land department, back and forth, back and forth. I tell them for years and being aggressive. Uh, I was issued another piece of land that I identified because you need to understand the process of getting land in this country. The process is simple. You, you go, you identify a piece of land. Um, you put on lead development, permit on lead work, you go to the land department and you request that they inspect the land. Now, make sure you do your lead research because you can't just identify a piece of land and think you're going to chop that and clean that and work that. Go to the land department, go to the registry, look for final who owns it. If you find out that nobody has it, plant for a couple of trees, clean a bit. You go to the land department. They will issue, they will, they will have a, a land inspector go with you to inspect that land and see if, yes, this land is actually um, in the state that you talked about. Nobody is there. You've been working on it. By right, then they're supposed to put that in your name, lease it to you. Eventually, after um, years of development, you could apply for a purchase price and own that land. That's the process of how you're going to get in land in this country. So I identified a piece of land, went back to the land department. I was able to get a lease for that land. They put the lease in my name. While I had a challenge land, yeah, spent about $500 to clean down this land. I'm about one acre land, almost two acres. Um, I paid a couple of guys, and we went, me and my kids, my, my wife, we're happy. We clean this land. Two weeks later, I ran the owner after I don't clean this land. The owner came to me and told me, well, it's not my land. You clean my land. I said, ah, I, I was issued this land from the land department. Here's the document, sir. Uh, the, the person showed me purchase price and date back before me, the same lot number, everything. That land was his. I had to walk away from the investment. All the time I put in, the money I put in, went back to the land department, and they told me, look for the next piece of land and come back again so we could reallocate you. And so I've been looking for land, looking for land. Um... Going down the Belize Highway, back and forth um, to Bemopan and Belize, you see a lot of squatting. However, when squatting will take place, this is done by the immigrants again, um, people from Salvador, Guatemala, etc. Uh, just five miles out of Bemopan, just after Cotton Tree Village, we noticed the people who work the land um, one one. So I got in you know, I quit a couple of this land. They tell me it belongs to a Taiwanese. The Taiwanese is not in the country, but um, they just chop it and when they tell them to move, they want to move. If they don't tell them move, then I move. So I listen to that and I say, you know what? That's our aggressiveness, so I have to respect. I mean, if the government not give you no land, then they try to get in and say, 
maybe for this one in the gravitation and get somewhere somewhere. That and that's the mentality I took up now. I said, well, better I just go and look for a piece of land, fit myself into their people, and say, how to get this land. So what I did, I started inviting people when I passed by the bus terminal, the bus, the bus there. I go and I bus and I help anybody. Anybody interested in a piece of land, we find a piece of land. No, we try to the government probably chop down land now. If you know a piece, call Sunday we're at the hotel. And so we had every meeting we had. Every Sunday we had meetings where we started off with about 20 people, I get up to about 80, 100, 200, 300, till one day to reach up to 1,800 people on one Sunday out there where the government realized, you know what, this thing, the group power, you're creating a monster, Mr. Pitio. Come in, make we talk because we don't want people to go in the country just to chop land and feel like this one being a new thing. And so that's how we were able to discuss with the government eventually about acquiring this land from its owner. You see, this land was owned by a foreigner, a, a Taiwanese, who is somewhere in Taiwan, uh, have been neglecting this land, haven't been paying tax for over 12 years on this land, and now the land has been inhabited by people from Central American um, countries, and we realized, well, eventually they were end up with that land, and we went and fit ourselves in. That's when the discussion came up with the government, after our back and forth in the media with the different era representatives, Mr. Uh, John Saldiva from the Mopan, Ramon Rich at the time from Kyoso, who thought that we were out of, out, out of um, line, we shouldn't be doing this, and that they should, we should just stop what we're doing. Well, we need land, my brother, and as Belizeans, we believe that we should have been priority. We should have had first choice in this country. Our government should have been reserving certain lots, making sure that um, when, it, when an expansion, at least we plan there, no, we, 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 we find ourselves in expansion far beyond the settlements of, of people who are given where just the bill without any start of building codes or anything, and um, that's that, that just, that just back and forth again. So today, the government has issued this land to us, 1,300 acres of land. We call that land Harmonyville. That's one of the first product of us coming together as Big Air. Did you, say, did you say 1,300 acres, Nigel? 1,300 acres? acres of land. Okay. Now, we, have, we had to raise money to do the survey of that land. That land cost us just under 500,000 Belize dollars. That's half, half a million Belize dollars. We never have any kind of money. Now, keep in mind, and don't forget, this is a grassroots organization. Resources are very, are very limited to us. We still wait for the type of individuals who have a heart for such a humanitarian project and believe that the grassroots people definitely need resources and assistance. And we have been waiting for people to come, come along to say, well, yeah, what they want. Make we help them plan out this community. Can we never just give all land? We give all our land already. Now it's about in this community, having this land work for our people, taking our people out of poverty, teaching them about agriculture, livestock, have the land sending our children to school. Um, the, the, the house plot thing that they work for, brother. You go to the bank, you pay one thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars for a house plot that they're going You go to the bank, you need a mortgage for build a house for a top of it, you let your neck. You, 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 you slip up the work, your boss, you look for fire, you lose your own investment. And they try to teach people, we here at Big A, they try to teach people that, if you get one sizable piece of land, at least one acre, because I, I grew up as an acre, on an acre as a full family as well, and an acre of land was enough to send me and my brothers to school um, by, by living a self-sustainable life to, to a certain extent. Planting your food, eating what you plant, and saving on money for, for other things like bills, you know? And this is how we try to teach. For some reason, we government not recognize this initiative. The government sees us as, as mischievous and rebellious when we are trying to teach the government that, and show the government and the citizens of this country that agriculture is a way out. Different Caribbean countries have been talking about Belize and its possibility of becoming the bread basket of the Caribbean. We should be able to feed different countries in the Caribbean with all the land we have. 
For some reason, we don't look that direction. And this is what we keep telling the government. Farming, agriculture could help the poor people grow and get out of poverty. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, uh, I, I have um excellent brother. Hold, hold it. We are, we are continuing in a minute. Let me just bring in um, brother Leo. Brother Leo, are you back on? Yes, um, I'm here. I'm here. Thank, thank brother you, Leo, brother. You do realize that you're all the way doing his PGA. You know how the internet, you know, so we know to criticize nothing, but that's just how the way it is, you know. But um, you you yes, heard what um Nigel was saying. You heard what Nigel was saying, and I know you were talking yes, about. I, I, I had asked you um about when you went when you went to mainland China with Dr. Aranda, you know. And um, you were yes. expanding on that. So go ahead and finish your thoughts on that before you got cut off. Yes, yes. So when we came back, we got the support of the, the government and the people of China in respect to building this cultural park in Dangriga. And, um, it was covered all aspects of personal life. And it have been ready for uh, tourism at whatever level. Um, and so we did not, when we came back, did the government of the Vietnam. And these are the type of things that Nigel have been speaking about, um, that as long as our government do not succinct, do not look at us uh, as, a, as a partner in respect to the development of the grassroots people, we will always have these kinds of issues. Um, they, the Chinese government, had agreed that within six months they would have sent a team of investors to Belize to seek the possibility of joint ventures, which they had kept their commitment. They sent a high-level delegation to Belize. We crisscrossed the entire length and breadth of this country in our agricultural facility, whether from farming, um, the sugar, the banana industry, the citrus, um, they were interested in setting up a cell phone factory in the Corozal Free Zone, um, a bicycle assembly plant and all of these things. And again, it did not, um, the government of the day did not see it um, feasible, whatever was in their mind, to, to try to see best how they could have facilitated or even dialogue in such a, wait, wait, a, a I mean, that song's so and simplistic. so again that died a natural death but you're saying you're saying that you and brother you and brother brother dr Tedderman, a very progressive brother from dong so went to china set up these things and came back and brought it as a viable option for the development of our country and it fell on deaf ears is that is that what you is that what you're telling us brother that is correct that is correct that is correct. That is correct. 100% correct. That is, that, that is truly a very sad testimony to our, to our vision, as a, 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 the vision of our leaders in, in that country. If, they, if you, uh, private citizens, mind you, who had nothing to do with, with who had no ulterior motive, go to another country and try to set up some kind no, no. of people-to-people diplomacy. It was and it gets development for the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, yes, that, 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 that's, 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 that's very sad. That's brother. a um, brother, 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 um, Nigel. If you may. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, brother Leo. I think brother Leo's connection is not as good as brother Nigel, but, um, brother Nigel, let me ask you, um, specifically, Hello. you said you have, brother Leo, we, we, we can hear you, but I think your, your connection is not as, 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 as good as, um, brother Nigel, but, um, we'll get back to you in a minute, okay? Um, brother Nigel. Yes, brother. Um, 
you say you have 1,300 acres set aside that you've been able to. You have that in writing, or that's a promise? Yeah, we have that in writing. Big Air is the official managers of that uh, piece of land. That's a private community in the building and model agricultural uh, community. We have an approval from Lands Department for all our surveying. Uh, we have been issuing land documents out to our people. Over 800 land documents have been processed and issued out from the Lands Department by a recommendation from Big Year to each individual. We are trying to get our people to pay for those lands now. It's just a lease they have received. Now they need to pay $1,000 per acre for those uh, land to become property. However, we have been met with um, all sorts of frustration from the Lands Department where they haven't been working on our papers in a timely manner. They have been um, giving us excuses such as the system is done, we can't for those lands yet, we can't find a name in our system. Although we bring one document that was issued from Lands Department saying that you have a land here um, and have been issued from it, the documents through Lands Department, they don't find those in their files. Uh, many a times they say the system uh, had, had been attacked by a virus or whatever. And so it's a lot of frustration. However, um, we are aggressive and we will be fighting for, for our documents and ensure that we get the, 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 the titles for those lands eventually. Okay. So you have, well, you have the, you have the 1,300 acres. That's in lease, Kurt, but you don't have... You, so how would one go about acquiring... So, okay, you, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't give you a title for 1,300 acres per se. No, no, but let's say no, you... No. So individual people, you individual individual people who go who come into your organization. Let's say you give them an acre of land, you say, okay, develop it, in, develop it. You know, show at least show some sign of development. Then you try to fight for them to get a lease. Is that is that what you're doing? Uh, we have been issued uh, uh, 1,300 acres um, as as one plot, right? We are leasing that 1,300 acres from the government with. Um, a purchase price agreement that we are to pay a thousand dollar per acre and each individual owns their individual acre with their own document that says this parcel number whatever at Harmonyville is yours. So we, will they have title? That's what I'm saying. Would, would, those, would they, those people have the title to that acre? No, those people have leases right now. Lease. A, okay. a, a government document that says they could lease for so much years and pay purchase right away. However, the agreement with us and the government was to ensure that they gave us the lease document and the purchase price approval letter right away so that our people could pay $1,000 for that land to become title right away. So our people are in the process of paying their $1,000 for that lease document to become a title document now. However, the lease document is good enough that says that they are um, in agreement with the government and Big Air to utilize this land for so much years until it becomes property when it is, it is officially theirs. So for the meantime, yes, it's theirs. They're working their land. They could develop the land. The minute they finish pay the $1,000, it's title. It's theirs. Okay, good, good. Brother Leo, I know from you yeah. know, in my visit down south, and I saw the potential for down south in terms of, you know, the, the, you know truly one of the most beautiful parts of a country is down south. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's, 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 I know you're working with, with, with the, the, the uh, Livestock um, Association, what 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 kind of grassroots involvement, you know, for for let's say the average Joe Belizean from Dunkso to be able to get involved in life? Does it take a lot of capital? I mean, what what exactly? What have you done in terms of to uh, your organization that is to to encourage um, the locals to get involved in livestock development? Yes, um, 
first of all, in the Toledo district is very unique. Um, we had a number of people who have their lands and leases, and uh, the challenge has been how do our grassroots people get access to that. Um, in respect to the livestock uh, development, we are ahead because what had happened is that, for example, if the farmer was to plant, say, for example, corn or whatever other produce, while those produce are being, um, while those produce are growing, that uh, particular farmer could begin planting the specific type of grasses that, that will be used for the livestock feeding. And so this is, it, it, the, the most important thing is that for quite some time, um, the education for a farmer has been that most people did not, were not aware that they were to plant improved type of grasses that would improve the nutrition of a particular animal. So two, three things were happening. One, that yes, the farmer has his piece of land. Um, two, there was a new education to ensure that new variety of grasses were introduced to the farmer to ensure that there is an improvement in nutrition. And three, uh, a new genetic in terms of a new improved Brahma breed of cattle um, the Black Angus was introduced uh, through a government program where they had rented uh, different quality of bulls to the farmer at a very um, subsidized price. So all of this was um, complementary, right? So mm -hmm. this is one of the advantages that we have in terms of um, our farmers um, getting these type of assistance. But Nothing is without its challenges. Um, as what Brother Nigel was saying, the new, the young people who wants to access land, there is a growing issue. In the Toledo district right now, there is this issue that between the government of Belize and the Mayan Leader Alliance in respect to land tenure. Um, this, in fact, there was a document that was circulated from the Ministry of Lands that was saying that um, within 35 villages in the Toledo Okay, Brother Nigel, um, we seem to be having... Brother Lee, if you're listening and you can hear this, um, turn off your web your web access. Um, if you listen to the show on, on your web page, that way you don't have any interference. I think that sometimes has a lot to do with um, the quality sometimes. You know, because like when I'm on right now, I don't have it on my web because I know I just, you know, I'm just doing it through my Skype because I don't want to have to, um, you know, have any interference through my Wi-Fi. So sometimes that's what occurs with in terms of the, you know, the nature of the uh, the quality. But um, we have a break. We're coming up on a break in about three minutes. So we're going to try to work these things up within the break. And, you know, uh, I, I want to I uh, thank people who are listening. And this is Hubert Pipersburg. 
coming live out of Los Angeles. Um, I have with me Brother Nigel Petillo live from Bomapan and Brother Leonid Sanchez um, from from um, PG Punta Gorda in in, in Belize. Um, you know, you know we, Brother Leo is experiencing some technical difficulties, but um, still, just be patient. Um, uh, um, he will, um, you know, he will be back on in a minute. You know, um, um, if you want to listen to this show, you can call seven one four two four two six one one nine. That's it. You could go. That means you could, you know, if you if you're moving about, you know, you could listen to it via your telephone by dialing into seven one four two four two six one one nine, or you can go on the internet and listen to it through, you know, to through the web as a webcast. And um, and if you missed the show. Fear not, because you know we have the podcast is available. You can always go back, go on my page or, or, or wherever I share it, and you can always um, listen to it, you know, at your own convenience. So, um, but again, we're gonna get back, brother Leo. We have brother Nigel. Brother Nigel, before we go to the break, in in about, you know, in you know, in about two minutes or so, I want you to just briefly tell us, um, as far as uh, Big Year is concerned, um, you said that the people you have about eight hundred. 800 correct that already have acquired out of that 1,300 um, acres that you was allotted. Now, what is it that you need to see from each individual for you to, you know, how do you see them using the acre? Because you said you grew up on 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 on, um, on 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 land as a sustenance for of your family, and you were able to go to school with your with your with your with your brothers and sisters. Okay. What is your vision for someone once you know? Once they have acquired that acre of land, what is exactly is it that you hope to um, see them do? Let me give you the example of the acre of land my my mom and dad have. My mom and dad have an acre of land here in Bamapan. Uh, we were able to build a home on that acre of land, build a little small business for my mom on that acre of land. My dad did his welding shop on that acre of land. We were able to put uh, do some small farming, planting cassava, sweet pepper, onion, tomato, fruits, uh, uh, you know, etc., and eat off of the land as well. So the land worked for we. You understand? The land was able to pay for, for, for it to become title because we could have make money off of the land through the different business. We were able to live on that land without paying rent to, any, to anybody else, build our own house on that land. Um, the land is basic. The land produces resources that, that will make you live. So having my people living on uh, house lots and living in the city where they pay rent to some monopoly organization who build houses on the places for rent. We're not working in the best interest of our people. Give our people access to land, farmland, not just for acre, huge um, trucks. Farmers coming into this country, leasing out land, buying out land to farm, and send produce out to other countries on, on, on foreign export markets. So, so land that idea, land will take my people out of poverty, whether you're educated or not. Okay. Um, all right. Um, you know what? We, we, we have a break. I want you guys to hold on. You know, Brother Leo is back with us. Brother Leo, thank you for being patient. You know, it's not your fault. It's the, um, you know, we, our internet connection. You're always yeah, on PG, so we, I know we have an issue. But just the weather, whatever information you're giving us. Yeah, the weather us. here, the weather. The weather, okay. So, I mean, but just just, just be patient yeah, the with weather, us. Yeah, it has been with raining that, off and on, and that, mm-hmm. that affects the internet connection here as well. Well, no not, problem. You know, we're not blaming anybody. You know, we just, you know, we just want everybody to know. Um, um, you know, you know. But in, in any event, we're gonna take a break, and you guys just hold tight, and we'll be right back in a minute. Okay? Yeah. Sure. Sure.
district is that uh, quite a number of the farmers have leases and ownership to their lands, whether it be um, from anywhere from 10 acres of land uh, to one day's land. Uh, in respect to what we're promoting is that many of the livestock farmers 
we have been in doing the education to them in respect to the planting of new variety of grasses that will improve the nutrition of their animals. But, um, what we're saying is that we are promoting what we call a Um, the advantage is yeah um brother Leo his uh his Skype connection is um is uh is uh is not as good again but let's we have brother Nigel so you know um you know, until we get until we get back to Brother Leo, you know, we'll have him finish that, that, that sentence for us when he gets back. But brother Brother Nigel, um specifically, um what what you know, your vision for, what is your vision for Harmonyville? I mean, what is there is there uh you're not you're not reinventing the wheel, are you? What's the blueprint that you're using that's time tested, you know, for your for your vision for blue for um for Harmonyville Harmonyville is to become a an agricultural based community set up as a cooperative where we could have our people live in Harmonyville if they want to live in that on, on their land um, plant out certain section of their land where we we could all put together our own market we could definitely tap into the 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 the, 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 the foreign trade as well and um, live after farming. We also have in our community uh, reserve land for schools. We have three 20-acre plots for different for schools and educational uh, facilities in our community, uh, whether it be denominational or, or, or community-based, whatever. Um, so we, we are waiting for investors to talk about those as well. We have uh, an industrial area of Harmonyville where we have a 10-acre parking lot to facilitate those businesses that are set up in this industrial park, in this industrial area. Harmonyville is bordered by a creek, the Beaver Dam Creek, uh, running water throughout the year. Um, we want to see Harmonyville members become uh, positive and and, and Engage in the in the in the farming industry. The market days are packed. Lately, we got a market there. We have the same immigrants who have been settling our land. We are buying produce from them, vegetables and and, and so forth. I have nothing with these people. However, I am just asking my people. So, what's wrong with we? Why we can open up free eye and tap into these markets as well? Okay. Um. So, I mean, what is you? I mean, I mean, are you um, are you um, you know, looking at? At like a model, I mean, you see how the Mennonites did it in Spanish right. Court? Is, exactly. is that the model? Is that the blueprint that, exactly. you, that you're going we, for? We, that's right. Going to Spanish Court, man, now a real eye opener. We have seen Spanish Court, um, how they've transformed, how they've how they've developed. Um, they have, uh, for example, every single resident, every every home in Harmonyville have, I, I mean, at Spanish Court, have a chicken coop, one, one huge. Chicken thing going on where where all of them grow chicken and they carry it to the to the to the to the um the the the, the, the buyer the, the huge chicken cleaners the, the, and they 
sell that to the country. So I mean, that's that one farm already, family cooperative already. That's a that's a community that that our module community to we and we want to to look at that and see how we could have our people do something like that or even better than that and have our Belizean people being able to access resources through our land by 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 we we are, we are today long different table of discussion talking about many other things because of the fact that we have land. So, what, what, and, and the good thing about it, these land have been made available to the grassroots people, the poor man. A poor man have a piece of land on the highway now, he could just put up a gas station, one could put up a restaurant or a hotel, whatever, but the idea of it, give them the opportunity to land. Land could do it for we. Mm -hmm. So, what kind of, um, okay, we in the diaspora, and this is a question that I want both you and Brother Leo to answer. Um, but I'm gonna go with you first, and I'm gonna let Brother Leo chip in on this. But okay, okay, for Belizeans in the diaspora who wants to be a part of this project, who and I know many who are listening would like, you know, what is it? What 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 can? How could they go about, you know, being part of this very dynamic project that you that you have done there right, in, right now, uh, at Harmonyville? Very good. Right now, um, the position at Harmonyville is. We have surveyed all that land, the 1,300 acres of land, we were able to give out 1,040 lots out of the 1,200 acres. We utilized some of the land for roads, some of them were utilized for school, station, police station, um, etc., no? cemetery and all that. So the remainder, we turned out to have 1,040 Belizean individuals, or should I say families, who were given one acre plot at Harmonyville. Um, now, what we want to do is to have investors come in and we talk about putting together this, this cooperative. Make we tap into agriculture. Make we tap into tourism. Make we tap into, um, there's a, right now, they look for oil in the whole area. Um, the, the different companies have approached us about searching for oil in the area. And all that. So, there's, there's a lot of things going on at Harmonyville. Harmonyville needs to develop. We need roads. We need drains. We need a whole lot of things. And if for some reason it seems like, it, all this is just falling on deaf ears. Our government knows how we. Um, right now, we are in the process of acquiring another 2,000 acres of land on the Hummingbird Highway just after Armena Village, which is also an immigrant settled community that has been facilitated by our government and now is that land belongs to those people. They are Belizeans now. Um, they own those lands. The government fight to acquire that land from the previous owners to give it to those people. And the same thing we the tribe of we people. However, we have spoken to the investor who owns all this land in the area, and he's agreed to have us purchase 2,000 acres of land from him that lies on the highway of the Hummingbird Highway going, going to Nagriga, and um, that's in the process. However, we're trying to raise funds for that right now, and this is where the Belizeans out there play their role. Also, and I want to just show to any message to my Belizeans out there, same way. While we understand that most of you left Belize in search of a better life and, and to, to develop yourself better, respect. We appreciate that. We love that. We admire that. However, we need, you, meet, you need to be reminded that Belize is home. Belize is your country. You need to give back to Belize. You need to be a part of develop, the, the, the developmental process in Belize. Right now, the Honduranians, the Guatemalans, the Savalarians, they are the ones coming in. They are the workers, the Chinese, the Indians. Where are you? Are you um, developing America? You need to come and belong to some organization that gives back to your country, whether it be the Diabetes Organization, the Cancer Society Organization, the Red Cross, uh, Big Girl Cola, whatever it be, but belong to some sort of organization that gives back to your country. So the message here to you, Belizean, 
become a member of some sort of organization, first of all, unite, get numbers together, numbers are the idea, yeah. numbers is what had made it possible for us here in Belize other than our crime. So um, the idea that to make you get engaged and active in developing our country. However, this 2,000 acres that we're talking about now gives you the opportunity to, to, to acquire a piece of land and own this land. Where, where you can't own in, in, in most other countries, you could own a piece of land in this country still. Through bigger, we are making that, that possible for you. Um, this 2,000 acres is being over offered to us for just over 2 million Belize dollars, straight up. Uh, I'd say about 2.5 million Belize dollars, that 2,000 acres. Right now, we need about 10% of that to pay this land owner for us to sign this deal and say, all right, make we kick off. Now, how we go now is you, the member who signed up and wants a piece of land here, will be allowed to pay through a payment plan to acquire an acre of land through Big A so that we could purchase and, 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 and pay the balance of this land that has been agreed to uh, with, 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 with the owner through a payment plan. So um, the opportunity once again has come around for Belizeans to get engaged, come together, unite. This, no, this time now we'll buy back we land, buy back Belize soil for foreign owners, foreign investors who own thousands. I'm talking about tens of thousands of acres through the Hummingbird Highway, the most, one of the most beautiful highways in this country. So the opportunity has come around once again. We encourage our members, we encourage our, we peep, our people, our brothers and sisters to become a member, to sign up with Big Air, afford a copy of your social security ID or, or business passport, $25 to sign up, become a member, and you make your payment plans, you come in. So you, believers out there, you, 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 you are, some of you are in a position where you have only extra change, man, bottom line. You have the position to say, well, put him on the donation to this organization for us to continue what we're trying to do. Right now, we need equipment. We're trying to buy bulldozers, tractors, backhoes, dump trucks. We need to build roads. We have spent about $48,000 on roads where that money that we don't have. We have to go right back to our members and ask them to only 50 And then people don't have those money. The government, if they were prioritizing such as an organization like ours, Big year where we have been championing the rights of the poor people, the grassroots people, the youth out there who don't have an idea of what direction he going, what what could what he could he turn out to be, and for some reason our government haven't been supporting us none at all. They have been making it frustrating for us. When we make requests for roads, they're like they're not here are we light water, they're not here are we, and so we have taken it upon ourselves to to go out and find those resources, talk to our members, and see how we continue in the struggle as far as to make money available for us to get these equipment and, and build our own roads and show our government and most, most of all show our people, the grassroots people, the Belizean people that through coming together as a people, through uniting, we could get this done. You don't need to wait for a minister or a ERF or somebody who believe that, that when they're ready for us to develop, they're going to do it for us. We need to start to do this for ourselves and that's one of the things I admire about the immigrants who come into this country. Now, I don't blame the immigrants, I blame our authorities such as immigration and so forth, we're not put certain rules and regulations in place or enforce them to ensure that their people do the lead time and what's not. I, I'm not attacking the immigrants here. I tell you, you know, actually, I admire the way they work as my people and I'm encouraging my people so to you, do the same. You're, Please, yeah. you're, admire, you're, not, you're, not, you're not attacking them, but you're admiring our critique, which here, we don't have anything yeah, yeah, to do I'm not holding to it. Period. Yeah. You know, you know. Brother Leo, are you there, Brother Leo? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Barlio, I know it's been frustrating with, with our connection with that, but just hang no in there. No problem. Patient, patient. Um, you heard what Nigel was saying. You know, yes, I mean, clearly. I'm putting the same question to you. 
you brothers are involved in some the, the, the bedrock of any the, the bedrock for the development economic development of any country agriculture and land in your case you are you know you are in the heart of the Toledo district there in, in terms of economic development you're the secretary for that and you you are you're a cattleman yourself you're a farmer yes how can I mean, talk to the diaspora. Tell these people out here that's listening who wants to get involved in what you're Hello. doing, how they can go about doing that. Sure. Raleigh, did you hear me? Yes, certainly. Um, yes, I'm hearing you clearly. You yeah, hear me? Ahead. So, yeah, I'm here. We're hearing you good. Yes. Go ahead. Answer Hello. That I just, uh, yeah, yeah we're we hearing you, brother. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, sure. Uh, what I would like to say to our brothers and sisters or believing brothers and sisters abroad in the diaspora is that there is a unique opportunity at home. I, I respect and admire people in the diaspora. There's the sacrifices that they have made abroad and the economics. I, I admire and respect that. Since um, Hurricane Hattie in 1961, the um, remittances come into Belize. This is why I say that our people in the diaspora, big respect. And here is a unique opportunity through these grassroots movement that you can uh, make your, you place your contribution uh, and ask your economic work so to speak. Mm-hmm. I will give one example. There, is a, there are two American gentlemen, white gentlemen, who came to Belize, Punta Gorda in particular, Toledo District, and did not know anything about farming. They came here, they bought a piece of land, and they went into livestock production. Uh, within five years, they had now been producing beef cattle for the export market. Just as recent as December, December the 14th, these guys sold 14 bulls, Brahma bulls, to the Guatemalan market. They yield something like 20,080 Belize dollars. Mm-hmm. My point is that they, all they had to have done was produce these animals. The buyers comes to the farm. They are loaded onto trucks and they are taken away to the export market. My point is that there is a viable livestock business district. It's national herd. The entire amount of cattle, the estimated amount is around 7,000. Um, Guatemala, from, for its part, since it's closer to us, it has, within three years or so, had something like three million heads of cattle in its national herd. Today, it is less than 1.4 million. It's a beef-eating nation of about 14 million people. So that speaks volumes. Here we are in the Toledo district, 1,704 square miles. We have quite a number of people that own land that are not producing, uh, that have not been making the land productive because of access to capital and other constraints. Now, here we are, um, our brothers and sisters, even if you might not be readily to purchase a piece of land, but if you can go into a joint venture, 
then your money can begin working for you right away. Give an example. So that's one aspect. Give us an example of a, uh, a joint venture that you're talking industry, about. for example. Yes. Hello? Yeah, give us an example of a joint venture that, that you Excuse that you me? specifically. Yeah. One, one joint venture would be um, a, a livestock farmer who has something like, say, 50 acres of established pasture. Like, for example, in the Krikasako area, uh, we have many farmers there who have invested their life work into a pasture establishment but do not have the capital to buy the initial stock. That is one within that is one venture that could be possible. We also have some farmers in and around um, Punta Gorda town uh, and the surrounding areas with like 100 acres, uh, 50 acres of land that already have established pasture fence and what have you, and all that needs the initial stock of capital to go in and be feeding and uh, within say a year or two the rent to your investment comes back in. These things are doable as we speak. These are not no fetch ideas. Um, It's just a matter of getting with myself. Um, Nigel is saying the same thing from that part. there are things that our brothers and sisters in the diaspora can get right away. And this is one classic example. Okay, excellent. Excellent. You know, you, you know. again, I'm Hubert Pipersburg. I'm talking to uh, to Brother Nigel Patillo and Brother Leonid Sanchez from um, DG. Brother Nigel, uh, you know, you, you guys are essentially saying the same thing, but just from a different part of the country, you know. Um, you know, Leo is focusing on agriculture and, and, and livestock development. Brother, brother, brother Nigel is saying that get away from the house and a lot of business, well, not necessarily per se, but exactly. get, get, your, get your acres a lot and try to develop it so that you can use it to feed your family, correct? And, in, and, yeah. and the, by extension, the nation. So, Brother Leo brought up something very, very important, um, Brother Nigel, and I want you to touch on this. In terms of our trade, uh, possibilities with our neighbors, namely Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, Costa Rica, in, within Central America. No, um, you know the, the, the blueprint that you said you're going on is um, Spanish Code, The way the minerals were able to develop that. So let's say somebody, you, you know, one of, of those of those 800 uh, uh, people that that already have acquired land on your on your um, on your vision that you have in Harmonyville. What exactly are they doing? How far? How, what, 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 what stages are there? Stage one, stage two? What, what, tell us exactly you know, where these people are in, in, in respect to the land that they've already acquired. All right. Um, most of our people who have already received their land documents, I've got to say that period. Um, a lot of people have their land that's along the Harmonyville. Yes, I could understand that most of our roads are not accessible. We have tried to push some roads already, like I told you. Um, these roads are gravel roads. We try to push down trees, um, pull out the clay and, and try to compact and put some materials. All that is very, very expensive and costly. We don't have that money for those roads. However, we have been able to put in some roads, though. And so some people could drive to a certain point and probably find it. After the lot, Kevin Lee will borrow and start to, you know, clean on the lot. I, that, that, that was the expectation that we were desperate for this land and want the land. Um, however, you would hear excuses like um, we, we, we're poor, we don't even have money to catch bus, we come from our power, we live right now, we come back on clean land and this and that. They are trying to live on a day to day basis. When I tell you how to talk about the poor people, 
that was a lot of poor people land for I tell you about poor people um age well, one man seventy three years old getting a piece of land for away and told us straight up point blank he thought he would have died without owning a piece of land for less than a kid. He owned that piece of land I'm proud to say that old man is living at Harmonville right now. Every single inch of his land is planted out. He living in a, a very, very broken lonely shop, but he, that's home for him. He's he's living off the the crops in the Gola market there by the bus every day, catch the bus Gola market there and sell the products. Um however the that, that, that was a classic example that he's, he needed that land. He couldn't afford to pay rent for him in the number. And right away, he got for the land, worked the land, the plant, plant out the land, and they live off of the land right now. A lot of our people, our excuses are that they don't have roads. So this year, one of the things we try to focus on is get roads. What we did was we spoke to our members. We asked our members to donate $100. Now, to tell you again, Brother Pipersburg, um, the poor people will deal with. For people will find it real hard to take $100 out. And even sometimes we continue that agreement when they come every week or every two weeks or every month to twenty ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever, to pay towards this hundred dollars. This hundred dollars meant that out of this thousand people in all who gave a land for our Hamilville, one hundred thousand dollars we would have gotten. Out of the hundred thousand dollars we wanted to purchase a bulldozer and a tractor. The bulldozer may help us make we push roads right now. We already have the survey that has approved the roads. We know power roads to go. But we need to push their roads right now. With the top of a thick jungle of land in Harmonyville right now, about five miles out of Bemapan City. We need to push this, these roads now and um, create our drains, put in with drains and whatnot, so that our people could access their land and start to farm their land and, and don't have excuse that they can't reach the land, the land they get flooded or whatever. And, and that's the position and the, the situation where we're in right now. So, lots of the land that's sitting on there. However, I'm proud to say that um, at least 100 families out there right now. Those, those include the, the previous immigrants who were there already because when we identified those lands, there were some immigrants living out there already. Um, and we have regularized them. We have been able to sell rights. And, and most of them, when I said immigrants, they came as immigrants and somehow they are Belizeans now. However, they, they were able to keep the piece of land they were in. Most of them had 10 acres or 5 acres that they claimed they were working. We told them straight up that um, we can't regularize this land. We are making enough of a piece of land. However, you can't get 10 acres, you can't get 20 acres. We will give you an acre or two, depending on the adults that are in the, the, the home at the time. Each adult could probably access a piece of land, and those lands will be yours. That's the agreement, they, and that's what we did. Whoever had one 10 acres claimed they take work 10 acres, we had to cut that down. I put in our next eight or six brothers who were out there who need a piece of land, and that's what we did. So 1,040 people have been designated a lot at Harmonville, a, a, a one-acre lot at Harmonville. Um, now we are in the process of developing this land, and that's what we need to do. That's what... We're trying to do, we're trying to raise funds, we're trying to tap into whatever monies are out there for social reform, social development, agricultural resource um, and development, whatever, and that's where we need help. We're trying to meet people who are, are good at identifying these monies, who are proposal writers, who are visionaries as well, and believe that such a vision, such an idea like this could actually help the poor people directly, but by extension, our country in a whole, and, and, and bring beliefs to the forefront of the Caribbean and tell the Caribbean, yeah, it's similar. I got my product too. I I I I direct you know it. What you want? Let's trade. Okay, so um, but so I I see what you're saying. The minute I just feed one half, you and Brother Leo is talking. Let let us feed feed the other half. You know, I mean, which that's is right. you know, yeah, you know, that's that, that's an excellent um. You know, but uh, you said something about um regarding um. Let's say you you, you have someone from the diaspora or whatever who says, look, man, I have the capital. I want to do ten acres. Or five acres, would, it, would they still be restricted to that one acre if they if they no. have the capital? No, what we're doing now, my brother, like I told you earlier, and I want my, my, my people listening to, to, to listen up, we're buying back land 
from a foreign owner. This is our, our company who own almost 200,000 acres of land on the Hummingbird Highway, just about 10 miles from Bemopan. And um, we get the opportunity to buy back this land for other people now because this is prime land again to us. This is a highway land. It's a beautiful hills and, and, and flat. We have, it's, it's right next to the Cave Branch River. We're um, surrounded with the Cave Branch River. This land gives us an opportunity to buy it back. However, the first project was for first-time landowners, Belizeans only. This land is also um, an opportunity for Belizeans again to buy this land. Yeah. If you want 10 acres, if you could pay for 20 acres, you could pay for 20 acres. We are good. We, we are glad to know that um, you will buy back this land for this foreigner and make it available for the Belizeans. And the, the first come, first, first, first serve basis, man. Um, you you ready to buy so much then that's what we want to do. However, we are still working up the paperwork and, and what's not and find trying to find this two hundred and fifty thousand dollars ten percent long payment for us to have this process go up. The minute we get that payment done, we could start to set up our office again where you come in and make your payments, um, whether it be payment plan or upfront and we start to identify your lot for you, you start to work on your land, you send that paper to go and be processed as, as a title. And once again this land is already property title owned. So I will tell the government now well, what we're going to do with the government. We want to subdivide this land to different parcels. And we want you to take this one document and turn it into um, so many hundreds of documents that will be given out to different individuals who are processing based on numbers at, at, at the community. Mm-hmm. Brother Leo, um, you there, Brother Leo? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, Go ahead, Brother. How- how were you able to identify markets like, say, you know, I mean, you, you gave us, you know, you said that Guatemala have over a million head of cattle, and so obviously they're a cattle, cattle eating nation. I mean, they like beef. Um, exactly yeah. how have you been able to uh, identify the markets in, 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 in Central America? Well, one of the immediate things as what I had um, shared with you is that I have been traveling extensively in uh, Central America, and... Uh, through this people-to-people uh, contact, I have I have met many of the buyers in Guatemala, especially in the neighboring um, communities to Toledo, and uh, I have known many of these people firsthand. And uh, one particular one particular buyer, for instance, had given us his order, and he wanted 500 young bulls. Uh, per week from 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 Belize. Imagine bulls per week. <laughs> one man. One man. Five okay. five hundred bulls. He wanted to buy from us per week. Then he wanted um wanted like three hundred pigs. A week. Uh, he wanted um, uh, one million pounds of white corn per month, uh, one mil, three, 3 million pounds of yellow corn per month, uh, 1 million pounds of black beans per month. And I am seeing you and that for us to be playing with. This is one individual who is buying it. Structure have been 
speaking Yeah, um, Braulio's uh, connection is 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 um is is, is uh, Leo, You know what? Um, here's what we're gonna do, brother. Since your connection is bad, we're gonna um, um, we're gonna call you on that number you gave us. Is that okay with you? Um, in, instead of using Skype, we're gonna give you a telephone call instead because um, um, you know um, this uh, you know the Skype. Uh, you, what the information that brother Leo is uh, dispensing to us is too important. You know, I mean, these like I told you before my audience, these two young brothers are serious young brothers. They're not here playing, and, you know, they have definitive ideas of how to develop a nation. They're not, they're not playing, and they're serious. You hear the talk that they're telling us, okay? You know, they're not, they're not here to, to joke around. They're telling you specifically how to develop your, your nation. They're not coming to you with no, you know, talk about no, um, this politician to do this. These brothers are saying, look, if the government can't do it, we are do what we you know, and, right. and that's why I respect them. Sure. You know? Because they you know, they're 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 telling us that look, self reliance, true God reliance, and that's the key. Okay? Cooperative efforts, if possible, just like what the Mennonites they do in Spanish Lakota. If that can be done in in Hamonville, Brother Lear is telling us one manua, one million one million <laughs> ponga khan, five hundred bull a week. I mean, come on, these are opportunities for you know, we're yeah. talking about Uplifting your community, Raleigh, are you back? Yes, I'm okay. here. I'm here. Are you hearing me clearly? Talk? Well, just know you broke up. Um, you broke up. But go ahead and explain on what you're saying about the one man we want anything, because I think that's where we lost you a little bit. Yes. Uh, are you hearing me clearly? Yeah, we're hearing you good. No, no. Hello. We yeah, we're hearing you good, but just know we had. All right. We, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I was saying that um, I, I have personal contacts with these buyers uh, in Guatemala, in Honduras. Um, I was recently in uh, Costa Rica. And this is a unique advantage. These guys come over to Punta Gorda to, to us, and to, they make their order. And I was saying that one buyer in Guatemala wanted 500 young bulls from us every single week and you know that that is a challenge um, one this same individual he wants uh, 300 pigs uh, per week one one million pounds of white corn three million pounds of yellow um, one million pounds of black beans one million pounds of red beans uh, 10,000 sack sacks 100-pound sack of white sugar per month. This is an order that, that, that is there right now for us. Uh, and this is not an issue of whether they can afford or can't afford it. Once we can provide these things, we have our, our economic benefits, our economic gain right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're just throwing money down the drain. It. Once, you have the, once you decide you want to invest in something like that, it's, you know, the, 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 the opportunity for an economic, um, you know, dialogue with Guatemala, with, with a Guatemala businessman, you know, a neighbor country is, is there. And, you yes. know, br- you know yes. br- br- brother, it's brother, there, um, it's there, it's there, it's so, yeah. Brother Nigel, um, yeah. you know, uh, you heard what Brother Leo is saying. What, well, yeah. how, um, the question I want to ask for, for you, and I, I'm asking you know, Nigel, and Brother Leo, you can answer the same question here. What are you two doing to get together, man, to work together? I mean, 
you know we're not separate here. Now, what are you, what are, what are you, brother yeah. Nigel, but you're doing to work with brother Leo down south in PG in the same country? Actually, um, before, well, I'm uh, gonna answer quick. I want to add to the conversation. I just saw. I met uh, Leo a couple of times, man. Uh, <laughs> we met at a speech by brother Louis Farrakhan in Belize today, where um, brother Leo did a wonderful job. He presented. Uh, a, 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 a gift to to the brother to to to, 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 to uh, Louis Farrakhan from the people of Punta Gorda, man. That was very significant. It was beautiful. Um, Leo, the what did we get, man? Now, now, how shaped the structure, Tony? Brother Leo, what did you give? Yeah, well, Nigel, yeah. what was the gift you gave to Brother Louis Farrakhan when he came to Belize? He said he met you there. The the gifts the gifts were two. Two rosewood bowls. One was given, yeah. um, both of them were given to the minister, uh, one for his wife and one for himself. And yeah. bear in mind that the, the rosewood, rosewood is the most precious, one of the most precious woods in the heartland of the Toledo district. The this rosewood. is the wood that is going to mainland China. This yep. is the wood that is going to mainland China for like $26 per board foot. No, listen. And and the the grassroots. Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead. Those those. But Leo, I need to, to touch on Leo's situation. Um, why has it been so hard, Hubert? No, listen, believers. Why has it been so hard for Leo and his people down south to to get adequate um assistance in coming together and put this thing together? Make I tell us something, Bella. There are individuals in our community in, in high positions who want anything for themselves. When I tell you about um, your, your, your customers who they request so much head of cattle, so much, the land has, is being eaten up right now by, by big people in this country. Right no, no, they get huge trucks of land. I tell you about one family owned about one fourth of the land in this country. I don't want to call them. Um, other, other, other individuals own over 200 acres of land and many other parcels. Um, ministers own so many thousands of acres of land, and their ideas that they, they see thing. Then they hear about grow cattle, then they hear about grow can, then they hear about grow beans, but they're not thinking about the country. They're not thinking about putting it together for the benefit of the country. They're thinking about self. Our country is based on importation. Most of the things we have here is imported by big names in this country. Um, these are names that we all know, and their people have fight other individuals who want to tap into those markets. So when you talk about uh, your cattle and your beans and your corn and all that done, that and why, why, why haven't minist- um, individuals from the government recognized this and say, you know what, the, the southern people have so many land already. They are, there's a market right there with the neighboring country, Guatemala and, and so forth. Let's make this possible. It's revenue for our country. But the undermining, period. So um, right here in, in, in Bermapan, we re- realize that we need to get into land. We need to get land, and that one has been pushed. Why we have only been able to issue out one acre for our people? The thing that we make them recognize the importance of land. Land will get you out of poverty. Land will develop you. Land will grow we as a country. Utilize with land. Mm-hmm. But let me, Brother Leo, you know, what kind of alliance have you had with, you know, because, you know, it's not in a vacuum. We're all in the same boat, whether you're Mastizo, Garifuna, Maya, Creole, you know. You know, you know, we're as, as it relates to land acquisition and land tenure. Um, and you know, what kind of coalition have you had with with working with other Belizeans who are in the same predica- predicament? You know, 
you know, across the, the country. You, have you, you know, I mean, Dong So, you, you, what kind of alliance you have with the Mayas down there? Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. It, in fact, this this is one of the reasons why I had I wanted um, our Mayan brother to have been here, but unfortunately he couldn't have been here. This is the brother who runs the cocoa program, the cocoa program for chocolate mm-hmm. exportation, and um, we. Through the, through the Toledo Economic Development Secretariat, we have been working hand-in-hand hand to ensure that um, we, get, we, we, we have a voice in respect to the challenges that we are being faced, that, that face us um, from the grassroots level. Um, here we have these lucrative business for export that, that could alleviate the poverty of our people almost overnight. Uh, and yet we have this, these tremendous um, hurdles or, or, or roadblocks from the very people who have been sworn in to, to, to uphold um, humanity, to, to, to assist the Belizean public, uh, no matter what their race or color is. Uh, these are the challenges that we are having. I am saying that the Toledo Livestock Association Producers Association, the Toledo Grain Growers Association, the Cacao have all been working to form alliances to speak with one voice. I am telling you, like what Brother Nigel was saying, over one year and a half I have been trying to engage the Minister of Agriculture. Um, I have done everything possible. I have written letters. I have called the office. I have visited the office. And it's a whole push around. I don't know why it is so difficult to see one individual. It has been such a frustrating uh, exercise. I am saying here, brothers and sisters, um, at home and abroad, that there has to be a conscious reform in the way how businesses are done in this country. If, in fact, um, we are saying that the agriculture and agribusiness is something that can move us um, into a new economic path, and our people are fully conscious of that, then those in the position of authority should ensure that they could work hand-in-hand hand with the people. This should not be just around an election time where they pay lip service of development. This is supposed to be a constant um, dialogue. It has to be a constant um, effort to move the people from the stagnation that they are in. In most cases, our people want betterment. But when, you are, when there is an unfair advantage uh, for grassroots people, other people coming in and they are being facilitated, and then the grassroots people from one side, there they, they are many excuses not for them not to be able to get the assistance they need. Then these are the type of things that, uh, that poses a challenge. I am saying that through the alliances, we have been making requests where we can have what we call a private, um, a public-private partnership. These are these are buzzwords that are happening internationally, where the where the private sector, the government, because of the government um, constant cry of constraints of resources, and we know in most cases where certain resources are going. The point is that where there is a public partnership where the private sector and the grassroots people are prepared to do their part, then why should it be difficult for the government to do theirs? 
and and this is what we are saying from this side. Okay, um, brother, 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 um, brother Nigel, you know, um, one of the things that I have always, you know, I, I remember when I talked, to, I spoke to Moses, you know, he had, you know, he had uh, big you up on, you know, when I was having a discussion with a big air thing, and he told me about the, some of the challenges that you had in trying to, um, you know, develop, not only develop land but also promote land tenure as a as a means for economic uplifting to the grassroots that that Leo is 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 um just eloquently point out. What are some of the challenges involved in that in trying to okay you said Lee might say you know got hundred dollars or whatever. What are some of the you know I mean what are some of the challenges, inherent challenges that you have faced in order to try to involve the grassroots on that level? Um one thing with our people here in Belize we not understand, um, we still don't understand the true strength and power in unity. We need to be able to utilize this tool and be able to make demands that will definitely impact us. We have been having monthly meetings at Harmonyville where we come out together as a community and make decisions together and, and plan together and build this community together. For some reason, many of our people feel like their land just want to sit on the real estate. Um, those lands are designed for you to better yourself. So you have to, whatever it may be, you have to take time out and continue to struggle as far as developing this land because this land is there waiting to develop you. So you need to find time for the land. Um, so one of the problems I see in our, in our country in a whole is the mentality of our people, my brother. A lot of people don't like to talk about it, but it's the truth. The Belizean people have one dependency syndrome, one, 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 one like a deal syndrome. They want to wait for the politician come for um, do it for them. They want to wait for somebody to say, well, all right, see my piece of land, you know, um, see, see your land paper, yeah, or, or, or see your house. Yeah. No, we need to get on it. And this is what I'm telling you about the people who come into this country. They come and then just get it done. Then, then see my piece of land, then build right away, start to attach roof, you know, put one bamboo structure, not that cement. Um, and, and we need to start to want for ourselves. So one of the, the things holding us as a people, because the politicians plague on that, they, they know about that psychological approach where, you know what, I'm going to give this one, i something, or I'm going to hear that one two, three times, or I'll invite her, and, oh, you feel like you are the minister of one, and he will deal with you eventually sometime down the road, so you just lock down and wait because you are he's so good, he know you by your first name. No, you need to go and get it done. You need to show him that you are not waiting on him. You could get it done on your own, and by us coming together, we might not have it individually, but by putting our resources together, we could definitely acquire and, and, and get, get a lot done. And so at Harmonyville, that's what we're faced with now, right now. While we have this land, um, and we're not too favored by the government, because I could say that straight up, while I see the government have been able to make deals with gangbangers and, and, and criminals, pay them off to make them not get trouble, then they come from try to say, well, what can we do for Harmonyville so that we get off of the ground so that now people could start to develop and produce and, and, and contribute to, 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 to the economy. Um, None of that. No way have any of them pick up the discussion and semi work. In fact, last week I called the Prime Minister asked him, can we um, work out on the arrangement on what, two roads, one two-mile road at Hamilville, and one two-small bridge where we need that? His res response to me is that due to the public um, um, restraint on the, on, the, on the public force, he cannot assist at this time. I mean, blank, point blank, no. Um, mm -hmm. So we are in a position where we, we, we have to take up the mentality of wanting to get it done for ourselves and proving to the world and the country that, yo, man, um, we need to develop too. And, and we don't have to do it by any means of the way. I mean, within the, the, the means of our lives, no? 
Well, you know, that's an interesting thing right there, I mean, um, Leo, because what that, that brother Nigel, we don't have a lot of time. We have, like, maybe a little over 10 minutes left, so, we are, you know, I want you guys to um, be circumventing your answers. But um, regarding the, the fact that this mentality, this, you know, this, this, this personal, um, this one-on-one approach that we so favor that, that tend to, in, you know, that tend to uh, you know, stop us from, you know, really accessing, you know, the full pot- or full potential. Do you see that kind of thing in dealing with your people down there, down south, Brother Leo? What Brother Nigel is saying in terms of dealing with the grassroots and waiting for somebody to, as a saver, as opposed yeah. to doing for self. Yeah. Um, it is an issue. Um, this is this. This mindset of dependency and want is, we all know that it did not come overnight. Uh, both the political and the religious leaders prey on this kind of want from our people. Um, what I am saying, the efforts that we are doing from the grassroots level here is that once we work with the young people, um, create an awareness of sensitization in respect to the do-for-self program, where we do not have to be waiting, waiting for somebody, whether it's a minister from a church, a minister of government, um, your very own parent. This is something that has to be um, something that we culture, reculture our people. Um, I take issue with my own um, family. I have my sons. Um, when they work with me, they are like they, they are paid. Um, it's not a free thing. Um, once they need to know the value of their labor from very early. Um, these are the new kinds of um, mechanism that we need to put in place. Uh, and we need to have a, what I call a sustained campaign to ensure that our people um, see the value of doing for self. Uh, this is not a, a, a sprint. This is a, this is a marathon. This is for the long haul. It has mm-hmm. to be started because the mentality that our people are in right now, it did not come as a result of just overnight. It has been, we all know that it has been a consistent miseducation of our people. So in all truth and reality, it's something that we need to start from very early with our very own children. Okay. And the okay. most important thing is for us to be a sample of that. So okay, that is good. what we are working on from this from this ground, no? Okay. Brother, Brother Nigel, Go ahead. Okay. we don't have um we don't have, we have less than two minutes or so or two or three minutes remaining. I want you to yes. what is it exactly you want to tell want the diaspora to, or people who are listening what what's I mean how to contact you? Give us your information so that if people are interested in after they're hearing this discussion and they want to um, how could they how could they be a part of that, that your vision that you yeah. that you trying to promote? Don't you? Are um, you two also, brother Leo? I'd like to encourage the viewers, the listeners to uh, go on the internet, Google search Big Ye B G Y E A, or you could even Google search Nigel Petio. Nigel, P-E-T-I-L-L-O, or Harmonyville. And you could get a lot of information about the fight, the struggle, the hard time what we're going through for reach this point and the stage over there right now. You can contact me at nigelpets at hotmail.com, N-I-G-E-L-P-E-T-S at hotmail.com, or harmonyville at gmail.com. 
You could call me on my private cell number at 626-6168. That's 626-6168. Or link up on Facebook, NigelPetsHackmail.com. Um, we need help. <laughs> Point blank, serious. We need advisors. We need people who are agronomists. Who know about farming agriculture? We need, we need everything across the board. We need everything, man. Anybody with expertise as it relates to land agriculture, you, you need them. Uh, okay, um, that's right. Brother, brother, brother Nigel, what, I mean, I mean, sorry, brother Leo. What about you? What, what kind? What, what, would, what, what, what last thing, thing you want to tell the people in the diaspora? Yes, yes, very good. Um, in respect to my contacts and so on, I will ask my two colleagues there, brother Hubert Piper, Pipersburg and Brother Derek Estrada. These are my brothers who, my personal information, you can contact them. They have been doing a wonderful job. Don't forget Bilal Morris. Right, and Brother Bilal. I will, I will leave the personal part to those brothers out there. Um, I, the, what I want to leave specifically in respect to the diaspora is the quickly, issue... Quickly, Brother, we only have, we have less than 30 I am, I have, yes, quickly. I, I, I have an issue. The issue is that um, in respect to our people in the diaspora, you have a voice in Belize. We must maintain that consistency. Your rights, you have a legal right to Belize. No one must stop you from the participation in respect to our political participation, our economic participation. And we must maintain consistent campaign, the sustained campaign to make sure that we, the from the diaspora, could have a solemn voice in what happens in our country. Right, excellent. Excellent. And you have my full support, and let's move on from there. Right, right. Excellent. I want, to, I want to thank Brother Leo and Brother um, Nigel Patillo. I want to tell everyone, have a good day. Do the right thing. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.